There is a battle going on today for the heart and soul of America, and the right side must win. It's time for America Can We Talk with Debbie George Addis. On America Can We Talk, we talk truth about America and why it matters to you. America Can We Talk starts now. And good evening and welcome to America Can We Talk. I'm Debbie George Addis. Thanks for tuning in. I want to do my first five tonight just by telling you the briefest of stories. You know the expression uh, when they talk sometimes on websites and political conversation, they'll say, squirrel, look at the squirrel. And I use that in speeches about how we had a dog. Uh, We had a fabulous dog, actually. I really miss him. But when the kids were growing up, and he would get in the kitchen in my way between me and the stove. And so I would call to my husband or the kids and say, can someone call the dog? And all the kids really had to do, or my husband is to say, squirrel. And the dog went charging for the back door because he wanted to go out and chase a squirrel. And he he totally lost focus on the fact that I was cooking meat that he was trying to get. Well, this squirrel mentality of pointing the American people in a direction away from what the story really is, is what the American left does all the time. And right now, the squirrel of the week or the month is this whole ridiculous story that somehow the Trump administration colluded with the Russians and as part of a effort to cause Hillary to lose, to interfere with America's elections, this is one big fat squirrel and you need to not fall for it. And the specifics that happened this week that I want to focus on really this first half an hour before we bring our guests on at 630 have to do not just with why this is such a squirrel story. What the real story is, what the real story is, the American public needs to be paying attention to and how you can move past the effort of the Democrats and the media to try to convince you that there's actually something to this story and pay attention to what really matters. And I'll tell you something else. I do a lot of Fox News radio interviews. I, I, I'm on their list of national analysts. So I got a bunch of requests this morning, uh, today, to, uh, do, um, you know, to talk tomorrow morning. And all of them were about, what do you think about Lieutenant General Michael Flynn offering to give testimony if, if he can get immunity? And all of them are hinting at the idea that somehow this signals Trump is toast. You know, Michael, Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, who was, as you know, I think it was 22 days, he was his national security advisor, and he was— um, He stepped down because of revelations that came out because there had been surveillance of his conversations and it appeared that he had misled uh, Vice President Pence and others about whether or not he talked to the Russian ambassador about uh, the the whole sanctions issue. But the real point to saying that is this. I will eat crow if this is not true. Lieutenant General Michael Flynn would never go in front of Congress Senator House, in order to embarrass, humiliate, or take down the Trump administration. I think he's doing a giant, brilliant coup. He is going to get, I mean, whether he gets immunity or not, whether he testifies or not, he is putting it back on the Democrats because the simple fact is this. Lieutenant General Michael Flynn is a patriot. He's well aware of a lot of the shenanigans the Democrats are up to. He has absolute loyalty to his country. And even though I'm sure he's very sorry he doesn't have the job with President Trump, he campaigned for him because he could see the horrible direction America was headed and that we needed to get this country back on track and we couldn't have Hillary come in. So Lieutenant General Michael Flynn 
if he I think what he's really doing, I think it's brilliant, is he is daring the Democrats to let him come up there and tell the story. The last thing the Democrats want, and they know this, the last thing they want is him to begin to describe what he knows about the intelligence agencies, agencies about their spying. They don't want that. I, I think he called their bluff, and I don't think they're going to even call him up there. But the other question I will say is this. As a lawyer by background, I can tell you, you would never let your client go in front of the U.S. House, the U.S. Senate, in this atmosphere and give testimony on anything except maybe rainbows um, without getting immunity. Because look at Scooter Libby. Great example. The guy actually went to jail for saying in a deposition, I don't recall. That's why he went to jail. Scooter Libby. This is an atmosphere where the Democrats are in a hyper-partisan mode. It's not about getting to truth. It's not about understanding the Russia-Trump connection. It's about humiliating President Trump. It's about trying to make President Trump either resign, try to get enough Republicans on board with, with the Democrats to just shut out Trump, or just to completely impede his agenda. So the Democrats are focused on trying to make sure that America thinks the entire issue facing the House Intelligence Committee is whether or not Donald Trump colluded with the Russians and their interference in this election. And if if uh, Lieutenant General Michael Flynn is going to testify about anything, of course he should ask for immunity. It is not a signal of guilt, of concern, of worry. It's a signal of having a good lawyer, of having a lawyer who's telling him, look, buddy, you know, they're going to be out to get you. They can twist anything. You're going to end up in trouble claiming uh, that they, you somehow perjured yourself. You wouldn't, no one should go in front of those committees given the atmosphere in Washington today. We come back from the break. I want to tell you the real, forget the squirrel, the real issue in front of the House and Senate Intelligence Committees, and that is what was uncovered and talked about this week by House Intelligence Chairman Devin Nunes about the documents he's seen that show very clearly without any doubt, that President Obama's uh, previous national security people were spying on Donald Trump, recording conversations with no authority to do so, and releasing them. This is Debbie Georgias, American Can We Talk. Don't go away. On August 2nd, 2006, Debbie Lee was notified that her son, Mark Allen Lee, had been killed, becoming the first Navy SEAL to lose his life in Iraq. She had no choice about the news that was given to her, but she did have a choice how she responded. In response to her son's amazing last letter, she founded America's Mighty Warriors to honor the sacrifices of our troops, the fallen, and their families by providing programs that improve quality of life, resiliency, and recovery. Whether America's Mighty Warriors is hosting retreats for families of the fallen, helping heroes heal who are struggling with traumatic brain injury or post-traumatic stress disorder, providing relaxation at the Heroes Hope Home, stepping in when an injustice is committed, or doing random acts of kindness. As Mark mentioned in his letter, they know the price of freedom and who pays it. Our troops and families of the fallen need your support. Visit americasmightywarriors.org today to learn more. That's americasmightywarriors.org. There's a lot of talk today among media, in academia, in our culture, about everything that is supposedly wrong with America. Political correctness tries to dictate that we must stop thinking that America is exceptional. America's bravest have our back in the air, at sea, and on land. But who has America's back in the culture? 
in schools, on cable television, in newspapers. It's time to end the greatest prejudice on earth, anti-Americanism. And who makes the case for America? Flag does. Flag is the foundation for liberty and American greatness. Flag has America's back on the cultural battlefield. Flag is a nonprofit battle tank working to change the cultural and media narrative about America. If you think it's time to stand up for America, join the Foundation for Liberty and American Greatness. Your support of Flag is an investment in the America your children will inherit. Visit their website at flagusa.org and consider donating. All donations are 100% tax deductible. That's flagusa.org. Our nation faces a choice, the path of big government based out of Washington or the unique brand of liberty and prosperity enjoyed here in Texas. For 27 years, the Texas Public Policy Foundation has helped leaders in the Lone Star State prove that fiscal restraint and small government can deliver opportunity and prosperity for all. The Texas Public Policy Foundation promotes and defends solutions here and around the country based on liberty, free enterprise, and personal responsibility. Whether informing the national debate on property rights, energy, taxes, education, or criminal justice, the foundation works to translate ideas into real change. The Texas Public Policy Foundation does not accept government funds or contributions to influence the outcome of its research. It is supported by thousands of people like you who are concerned about the future of our country. You can help Texas remain strong as the beacon of liberty in America. Visit Texas policy.com to learn more. Hi, this is Debbie George Addis. On my radio show, we have the theme music by Krista Branch that has the refrain, I am America. I chose it because it summarizes what I think is a really important truth about America. We the people are America. We the people are blessed with extraordinary power in our country, and we have to use that power to keep America strong and free for everyone. And how do we do that? We have the responsibility to understand the issues facing our country, to get beyond soundbite and slogan politics. We have the responsibility when politicians propose solutions to understand, will those solutions preserve American-style freedom or slowly, incrementally destroy it? We have to vote once we are informed about the issues. But even more so, we have to speak up to our friends, our family members, to speak up in our daily life about the reality that we each have a responsibility and privilege to defend American-style freedom. This is Debbie Georgiatis on America Can We Talk. And welcome back to America Can We Talk. Okay, this is our first Sunday of the month, so I have my millennial roundtable here, uh, which is just really fun. And um, I told them before the show started that we can actually disagree, and it's okay. Um, but I'm giving them a look. No, I'm just kidding. I'm actually <laughs> so glad they're both here. I have tonight with me Nick Pitts and Allie Bestucky, and they are my millennial roundtable. And I'm going to turn right now. Uh, we have well, Now we have nine minutes and 50 seconds to try to cover this story that I literally spent almost a whole day reading and outlining, trying to get to an orderly way to present to you what's really happening in um, w- with this story, what's really happening in the um, on the uh, story with the with uh, the House Intelligence Committee. I'm just going to start with this. So there was a um, television show, an MSNBC show, March 2nd, and a woman who was formerly, she was a deputy assistant director at the Department of Defense, her name is Evelyn Farkas, and she gave some interview, and people didn't pay attention to it much. 
And then in the last few weeks, one website, Conservative Treehouse, picked it up, and then Fox News picked it up. But the short, the long and short of it is, she seemed to be acknowledging, and, and she was speaking at a period of time when she was involved in the government. Now she's um, she left the government, went in Hillary's campaign. But she seemed to be acknowledging that, as a matter of fact, there were recordings occurring. There was surveillance occurring of Trump's people and that not only were the were the uh, intelligence agencies surveilling, but they were uh, the term is unmasking. And the, the basic thing of that is if they surveil you know, some Russian spy and who happens to talk to me when the report is published, you're supposed to publish it with the Russian spy, but not my name. Unmasking means they reveal the name of the innocent person caught up. What Evelyn Farkas acknowledged was not only that they were doing that, but they were making an extreme effort to get that information over to Capitol Hill and eventually spread among the 17 federal agencies that deal with spying, ultimately in an attempt to undermine President Trump, to delegitimize him. And so, you know, I have too many papers in front of me, my eternal problem every week. I want to read her quote, because when you read what she said, she's now trying to walk it back and say, well, that's not exactly what I meant. I said something else. But that's kind of what she said. She more or less acknowledged that in her, um, they were concerned in the Obama administration that somehow this information might get hidden away. So her term is, our goal, our aim was get as much information as it can, get as much intelligence as you can before President Obama leaves, and that the Trump folks, if they had found out how we knew what we knew about their about their staff and they're dealing with the Russians, they'd try to compromise it. So we were spreading that over to the, to the so to start. So people got going on Evelyn uh, Farkas, who um, is now trying to walk it back. But I wanted to say before we t- go off on this story, I always say I want to try talk truth about America, but why it matters to you. If there's anything to the story that the Obama administration was engaging in, in intentional recording of conversations by people that where they didn't have a FISA warrant, they didn't have a foreign officer involved, they were simply spying on political enemies, and then using that information, disclosing the, the identity of people in the conversations, using that information to undermine their political enemies. This is banana republic, third world, you know, uh, I, I can't even think of the words because it's not just banana Republic has an, a sense of incompetency. What's the term for like, you know, I mean, it's an evil government who's going to use the power they have to crush their political enemies. So this is why back to what I said in the first five, this is why the Democrats and particularly the, um, the Democrat, the high rank, highest ranking Democrat in the house intelligence committee, Adam Schiff keeps saying, don't listen to that story about spying. Let's go back and talk about Russia. And let's go talk about Russia and Trump again. Because this story is, as some of the, the most thoughtful commentators in the country have been saying, this is pretty much Watergate level. If they were recording numerous conversations, disclosing them. And so I have to tell you, though, does, does, what you, you guys, let me tell you one more thing and then you can chime in. So I was talking to my sister, who's a great bellwether, smart as can be, brilliant. She lives in New York. She does vote Republican, but barely. She actually said to me, I had never, I ran through about half an hour of this stuff. And on the phone, she goes, I've never heard any of this. If you turn the news, all you ever hear is that Trump is probably about to get impeached because he stole the election because he colluded with the Russians. 
I mean, so does this story, do you guys even hear these pieces? I know you're kind of news wonkies, but what do you think? Yeah, so uh, when I hear this stuff, I think it's more complicated than Kim Kardashian and the Kardashian family. (laughs) Like, and so, which just so happens (laughs) that uh, Michael Flynn didn't even last longer than Kim Kardashian's first marriage. And so it's just a very unfortunate. Um, But yeah, there's just so many questions that this story raises right now. What did, what did Nunes really know? Why was he going to the White House? Why was he, why was he not going directly to his committee? But then also, why isn't, what did Schiff see uh, on Friday? What were some of the documents, what was it, what that he saw? Was he alerted? Was he alarmed by the information that he saw? And if he was alarmed or uh, alerted by this information, why has he not gone out? And why has he not started making more of a boondoggle about this? Well, his first news conference, he said, this is, again, we're speaking about the House Intelligence Chairman, um, Devin Nunes, a Republican Californian, California, who gave a press conference saying, I have seen documents that seem to prove that there was spying going on by the Obama administration of, and he even said, not related to Russia. Mm-hmm. Not any foreign people involved. This is just using what they're supposed to do to spy on foreign enemies, spying on political enemies. And you're right. The Democrats just had a hysterical reaction. And they, they're just giving way too much. So the Democrats are giving way too much emphasis upon the process. Who needs to know what? When in the reality of the matter is Russia, since the genesis of the Cold War, has continued just to be a, a, a very much a detrimental enemy to the U.S. They're against human rights. They're against the freedom of speech. And now, as we continue to see over the past three weeks, journalists are dying over there right now because the report. So we need to get to the bottom of this because Russia will continue to infiltrate. You know, I, I will say this is my two cents on Russia. Oh, okay, maybe more than two cents. But one is <laughs> I completely reject the idea that Russia was trying to get Trump to win, that they wanted. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that Russia wanted Hillary to win because she's a leftist, because she's like they are. She's a leftist because Putin has walked all over Obama and Hillary for eight years. I completely believe the Russians may have hacked in. They want to put the emails out. It was just to damage Hillary, to make her a weakened Hillary. There's no way they would want the unknown, uh, the flamboyant, blustering Donald Trump as their as the leader of America. So I, I, I think we do need to understand why, how they spied, how they got in, how to stop them. But there has been – oh, this is a big thing I was going to say that happened in the whole Nunes. So Nunes, who's chair of the Intelligence Committee, they held a, a hearing two weeks ago. They had FBI Director Comey and um, – who else? Mike Rogers? Somebody else testified. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the point of it is Comey acknowledged in that hearing. I meant to say this in my first five. Comey acknowledged they've been investigating this alleged Trump and Russia collusion since July. They have come up with zip, zero, nada. I mean, they've been looking. He acknowledged, yes, President Trump's under investigation. We have nothing after seven months. And, this, and you know, the Democrat in the House Intelligence this guy Schiff keeps saying, well, pretty soon evidence is going to come in pretty soon. And, you know, I think the answer is they don't have it, but they can't let the story go because, A, they hope they're, they are delegitimizing Trump, and, B, the last thing they want the American public to do is pay attention to what Obama was really doing, which was spying on Trump. And when you think about how this narrative started, that this investigation has been going on since July, it all started because 
Trump seemed kind of ambivalent towards Putin, didn't say necessarily that he was in love with him or liked that he was an evil dictator. He just said, you know what? He's a strong leader and I kind of respect him. That's literally how this whole thing started. It's blown up into this whole chaotic mess. And I think that's exactly what the Democrats want is to perpetuate this vitriol and this chaos surrounding Trump's presidency, trying to get us to all think, like you said, that he's going to get impeached and that this is just a train wreck. The Los Angeles Times came out with this um, editorial yesterday that said, I think it was Trump, our dishonest president, just lambasting him. And that, to me, the whole the whole editorial was such a culmination of everything the Democrats have been trying to do since he became the candidate, just perpetuate this false narrative that he is this crazy, chaotic leader that's getting nothing done, and it's just not true. Yes, and it is so important for all of our happy listeners, but everyone to pay attention to, you know, when people are saying things like this L.A. Times, what are they exactly pointing to? Because the Democrats have had, I mean, I say Comey's been looking into it, the FBI since July, the Democrats, this is supposedly they're looking into. They never come up with anything. And I do want to punish one other thing about this, where the this whole Russian thing uh, started out. Remember there was that weird story about the dossier on Trump and he had done his crass things, which turned out to be completely unproven. Well, as it turned out, you know, the entity that came up with that little dossier, oh, oh my gosh, 15 seconds. What is wrong with the clocks out here? Somehow I lose. I'm supposed to have full 11 minutes. Okay. All right. All right. You know, we're going to have to go to break very quickly here, but I will say there were other reasons that we got focused on, um, on, uh, Russia, and it really was nothing to do with President Trump doing anything wrong. Okay, I'm gonna, after the break, we're going to continue this topic. We have a guest joining us named Fred Flights. Uh, he is with the Center for Security Policy. Uh, he's worked with the CIA, the DIA, the Department of State, the House Intelligence Committee. He's an insider of insiders. Don't go away. You'll love him. If there's one thing the conservative movement needs, it's a leader. And we have one, the Heritage Foundation. Heritage gets in the trenches on Capitol Hill. They promote principled solutions directly to lawmakers in Washington. And unlike politicians, they don't waver or compromise. But they're not a Washington institution. There are tens of thousands of Heritage members and supporters in North Texas alone. And they're on a mission to grow that number and build the conservative base. You can become a Heritage member by going to joinheritage.org today. I've been a member of Heritage myself for years. I have Heritage experts on my show, and I rely on their analysis to get the facts out. As a member, you'll get updates on the fight for America from Heritage President Jim DeMint, plus exclusive invitations to conservative events right here in Dallas or wherever you are in America. So join the growing movement. Find out more at joinheritage.org. That's joinheritage.org. Texans have a long tradition of independence, and we don't like being told what to do, especially by liberal bureaucrats 1,000 miles away. That's why for 30 years, the Dallas-based Institute for Policy Innovation has fought Washington's efforts to take more of your money and freedom. IPI works every day to keep taxes low and freedom high to promote free market health care, expand energy security, protect intellectual property, and combat onerous regulations that destroy American jobs. Politicians often talk smaller government, but then vote for more of it. By contrast, IPI has never veered from its mission to defend the Constitution and fight for freedom. 
If you want to be informed about free market policies and solutions, go to IPI's website and sign up. All of their information is free for sharing. Help IPI restore liberty and economic growth. Go to IPI.org today. That's IPI.org. One more time, go to IPI.org today. America guarantees each eligible adult citizen the right to vote. The Public Interest Legal Foundation, a 501c3 public interest law firm, is dedicated entirely to election integrity, to assuring that voter rolls include names of only citizens eligible to vote, and that protections are in place to prevent voter fraud of all kinds. The Public Interest Legal Foundation discovered that more than 1,000 non-citizens enrolled to vote in Virginia in just eight counties. And in Philadelphia, felons as well as non-citizens are on the voter rolls. Non-citizens have been registering to vote and voting. The Public Interest Legal Foundation is fighting nationwide and in Texas to ensure that only Americans pick American leaders. We are actively litigating high-impact cases to clean up voter rolls and protect the ballot box. If you do not want your vote canceled out, visit publicinterestlegal.org to join us in the fight to restore integrity to American elections. Protect your vote. Visit publicinterestlegal.org today. If you want to get at the issues that really matter for women and men, Go to IWF.org. That's the Independent Women's Forum. IWF is all about increasing the number of American women who value free markets and personal liberty. IWF's motto is all issues are women's issues. They bring a fact-based approach to politics, policy, and culture. When the left tried to peddle a phony war on women, IWF shot back with facts and figures. American women aren't victims in need of ever-increasing government protection. And IWF doesn't think things are perfect, but they believe that individual liberty is the key to prosperity and fulfillment. Along with their sister organization, Independent Women's Voice, IWVoice.org, which is a leader in the fight against Obamacare, they offer policy papers, op-eds, and a popular blog on issues of the day. So visit IWF at IWF.org. That's IWF.org. Can you hear us now? Can you hear us now? And welcome back to America Can We Talk. I'm Debbie Georgiatis. We've been talking so far tonight about just what I think is among the most important stories um, really going on in America. And it has to do with what has been discovered by the House Intelligence Committee, Chairman Nunes, and uh, from documents that appear to be uh, recordings that that appear to show that the uh, Obama administration security people uh, and national security people were spying on the Trump team or were recording conversations they shouldn't have or sharing them. We're just really using our national security forces um, and uh, facilities and people for political retaliation. So I mentioned before the break, we are going to have a great guest on. Um, he's actually been a guest in our home, uh, spoken in our home, uh, Fred Flights. Hello, sir. Hello. Good to be here. I'm happy to talk with you, and I appreciate your um, uh, calling in tonight. So Fred is with the Center for Security Policy, and I said it quickly before the break, but I want to say it again. We're talking to someone who uh, is wor- uh, living and working in Washington, who has been in the national security national security jobs for 25 years, been at the CIA, the DIA, Department of State, 
and worked with the House Intelligence Committee. And he actually wrote a great column. It's up on the America Can We Talk Facebook page about really about what's happening with this um, Chairman Nunes and the House Intelligence Committee. And I guess I just want to start with um, Fred. They're just we were discovering out before, during the break talking about you could talk about it for about two hours. But it seems like from FBI Director Comey's testimony that he's okay investigating an ongoing, seemingly evidence-less investigation into whether Trump colluded with the Russians, but he, but um, there, he wouldn't even acknowledge that the FBI. Whether, he wouldn't answer whether they're looking into this whole business of the misuse of the national security um, spying apparatus. Is, did you? What do you? Isn't that? wrong and bad or what do you think about that well you know i don't understand these uh uh, red lines that comey sets for himself things he'll investigate things that he won't let's let's just let me put it on the line here right now there was no collusion between trump and the russians and you know you know how we know that if there was collusion the so-called deep state and the obama holders they would have leaked the evidence a long time ago we know there's been illegal activity, and that has been leaking of national security information to hurt Trump and Trump's staff. We know that has happened. That's illegal. We know it's happened, and that's why the Democrats are going after Devin Nunes, because I think he has the goods on them. I couldn't agree more. We were saying that uh, before the break. Yeah, that this this is one of those squirrel things that the media and Democrats do. They want everyone to turn and look at this like you do with your dog to get him to, you know, hey, squirrel. And then the dog running. The American public goes running trying to find out some uh, there's some evidence somehow Trump and the Russians colluding when the real story seems to be what Chairman Nunes announced in his news conference um, and which has been the subject of many, many reports online, which is the apparent actual use by the Obama administration of the national security apparatus to spy on its uh, political enemies. And that in fact, that was part of what you spoke about in your article um, in the Center for Security Policy article entitled Intelligence Committee Democrats are hell-bent on destroying the Trump presidency. That to me, I mean, that's the sentence kind of says the whole thing. It seems like this is a political witch hunt by the left trying to find some way to bring down President Trump. Well, if you listen to the news media, Devin Nunez is destroying the the noble history of bipartisanship in the House Intelligence Committee. I, I worked there for five years, and I can tell you it's been very political on many occasions. During the Iraq War, it was constant political infighting. And that's what happens when a, a, a very divisive issue comes before the committee. There will be a majority report, and there will be a scathing minority defense. And uh, that's what's going to happen here. There might be a little bit of agreement, but all these uh, talking heads who are complaining that oh, there's no bipartisanship on this issue in Congress. There can't be, because the Democrats have devoted themselves to destroying Trump over this issue, and the Republicans will never go along with that. So given that's the case, I I think, first of all, that Chairman Nunes of the House Intelligence Committee is very right to say no more open hearings, because it was made into a, a political show, a debacle. But then more important, it becomes very hard. How does Chairman Nunes instigate and, and continue the investigation when half his committee, or slightly less than half, is going to, to block him in every way. What can Chairman Nunes do to, to move this forward? Well, you know, uh, from the mainstream media and from some pundits who are not well informed, you get the idea that the House Intelligence Committee has shut down and the investigation can't continue until the Democrats come back. 
That's not true. The investigation never shut down. The report will be written by the Republican staff, whether the Democrats participate or not. Witnesses will be interviewed, whether the Democrats participate or not. And as I said, it's going to be a majority report with a scathing minority dissent. And frankly, it's going to be that way in the Senate, too. The senators on the Senate Intelligence Committee, they seem to play nice and, you know, they pat each other on the back. They are just as divided ideologically, and they will also have a final report that is just as divided. Okay, so then, you know, moving forward, I, I, I tell you my sense, listening to how Comey testified and then hearing what Chairman Yunus has, says, has said, it, I am concerned that the uh, intelligence agencies are politicized. I mean, that may be an obvious thing to say, but I'm concerned about, you know, what do you do if you have this deep state presence in some of the intelligence world? What do you do when you, I mean, who gets the investigators to do their job if they're the ones supposed to be investigating and they won't do their job, what what course do we have? I usually don't like to use the term deep state in this case. Okay. Now, I'll admit that the, that the, the bureaucracy certainly is out uh, to get Trump. But frankly, the federal bureaucracy is always anti-Republican. There were lots of leaks against Reagan and both, uh, both, uh, both Bush presidents. Um, I think the issue here is that there are almost no Trump appointees and federal government agencies. And I believe what happened is that other than trying to get a formal FISA warrant to spy on uh, Trump people, and that hasn't been confirmed, I think that uh, Obama officials asked for lots and lots of intelligence collected for innocent reasons, and they scoured through it to look for references to Trump officials to leak to the press to hurt Trump. So the intelligence was collected legally. Intelligence officials turned it over and may not have known why this is being requested. So there is a problem here, but I think I see more of the problem is Obama officials, Obama political appointees abusing intelligence for political reasons. And so, well, I mean, I guess that's good news. And so when you say Obama officials uh, abusing his intelligence process, you mean not investigator level people inside the CIA and NSA and all that? I think there are some bad people in those agencies. I will tell you that the majority of them are non-political. They just want to do their jobs. And if we could get Trump appointees in these agencies, the non-political people and the Trump supporters, they'll point out the problem people. That's why it's so crucial that the president start staffing these agencies. And at this point, I know he's uh, had some holdups with the Senate, but is this staffing you're talking about, uh, these people who require Senate approval? You know, a lot of them don't. A lot of them are deputy assistant secretaries that don't require Senate approval, undersecretaries and assistant secretaries at, at defense and, and uh, the State Department. Uh, you know, they are, they are going to need approval, but uh, there are ways of getting them in on an interim basis. The basis is necessary, but right now the store is being run by Obama appointees. Which just cannot be a good thing. So there have been calls for Chairman Nunes to step down uh, as House Intelligence Committee chair because he uh, apparently got contacted by someone and reviewed documents and didn't first notify uh, Adam Schiff, the Democrat um, chair of the House uh, or vice chair, whatever his title is, I mean, that he pursued this kind of as an individual. Um, but I, I think my sense of it was there's so much rancor in Washington that I didn't think the steps Nunes has taken so far in responding to this reach out, giving us some evidence to look at, reading it, taking it to President Trump, holding a press conference, all that before he consulted the Democrats. Did you think he was out of line in any of those steps? 
I no, I don't. And and the Wall Street Journal said if Nunez is going to step down, uh, Adam Schiff should step down too, because of the outrageous way he has politicized this issue. He's been called a modern day Joe McCarthy, running around saying, "I have more than circumstantial evidence of Trump colluding." With the Russians, I might add, he stopped saying that. And he's saying that before the investigation started. He really, he and the Democrats made a mockery of an open hearing of the Intelligence Committee last week, which they just used to bash Trump for the cameras. That's why I say no more open hearings. But it's just comical to hear Nancy Pelosi and Adam Schiff calling uh, for uh, Nunez to step down. The Republicans run that committee. Uh, we, the Republicans had the majority. And it, frankly, if the, if the Democrats don't like Nunez, in my view, it might be because Nunez is doing his job. That's exactly what I think. I just have to say, you know, I um, I know that the House Intelligence Committee is supposed to be among the various committees. It's supposed to be a, attempt toward being nonpartisan because everybody should have the same interests in national security. Everybody should have the same goals. But this, so is this more politicized now than it was when you were in the House, working in the House Intelligence Committee? Oh, my gosh, you're uh, out of time. Was, okay. very, very political during Iraq. Okay. You know, Fred Flights, I thank you so very much for calling in, and um, I appreciate you very much. Thank you, sir. Okay, bye-bye. America faces unprecedented threats to our national security. The Center for Security Policy, based in Washington, D.C., is a national leader focused on the organization, management, and direction of public policy coalitions to promote U.S. national security. The Center is a special forces in the war of ideas dedicated to identifying opportunities and challenges likely to affect American security and acting promptly to ensure that they are the subject of focused national examination and effective action. The Center enlists support from executive branch officials, key legislators, and other public policy organizations and brings these teams together to develop and shape policies that will keep America safe. Check out centerforsecuritypolicy.org for the latest news and developments brought to you by America's leading security experts. Becoming and remaining informed is one of the best ways every citizen can be a part of the mission to keep America safe. That's centerforsecuritypolicy.org. The National Center for Policy Analysis brings together the best and brightest minds to tackle the country's most difficult public policy problems in health care, taxes, retirement, education, energy, and now national security. The NCPA works to develop and promote private, free market alternatives to government regulation and control, solving problems by relying on the strength of competition in the private sector. As America's think tank, the NCPA wants to make sure you have access to simple, clear solutions to the issues that matter to you. Come get to know the NCPA at one of their events and join the conversation by following them on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. To get policy solutions delivered straight to your inbox, sign up for the NCPA free email newsletter or subscribe to one of their policy blogs. To get involved with America's Think Tank, go online today to ncpa.org. The NCPA would love your support and you'll love being part of the solutions to America's challenges. So go to ncpa.org. That's ncpa.org. Hi, this is Debbie Georgiatis. I want to tell you why I do this radio show, America Can We Talk. 
in my life have been a full-time attorney, a wife, and a stay-at-home mom, a volunteer at our kids' schools and sports teams, and a political activist. I've been active in many political campaigns, organizations, and events, from the grassroots level to elected leadership roles, and from volunteer to paid consultant. One theme that runs through my life since my days of majoring in political science in college has been a continually growing admiration for the idea of America. And that gets me to why I do this show. America is the most important political idea in the world. Everything good and great about America is the result of these ideas of America. Things like the rule of law, limited power in the federal government, separation of powers, protection of individual rights of each citizen. So on my show, we talk about the events and stories of the day, always tied back to preserving the ideas of America. Could you lose your career because of your faith? Could your pastor be sued because of his sermons? Can students and teachers be punished because of what they believe about God? Can the government or even your employer force you to violate your beliefs? Get the answers and, if necessary, legal protection from First Liberty Institute. First Liberty is the nation's largest legal organization dedicated exclusively to restoring religious freedom in America. In fact, First Liberty's nationwide network of top attorneys win over 90% of their cases. They've won at the Supreme Court all the way down to local schools. Visit FirstLiberty.org to learn more about how First Liberty is protecting religious freedom for all Americans in the workplace, public schools, your church, the military, and more. That's FirstLiberty.org. If you want hope for religious freedom and a free listing of your rights, go to FirstLiberty.org now. Welcome back to America Can We Talk. You know, this gentleman we had on the phone a moment ago named Fred Flights, um, I realized just before he came on the air isn't feeling very well. We were going to do uh, 30 minutes with him, but I wanted to let him go and um, take care of himself. You know, he's a, he's been in Washington a long time, and he's observed a lot of intelligence work in various ways. And uh, as I mentioned before the break, while he was on the phone with us, he's had 25 years of national security experience. But, you know... I, I realize this story as I talk to people who, um, you know, radio people who ask me to come on their show or people I just talk to in, in life, and they think this issue is just about, you know, the well, first of all, they get off on this, did Trump clue with the Russians? And I, again, as I said many times, and I'm very glad Fred Flights made clear also, he did not collude with the Russians. If there was a scintilla of evidence available, the Democrats would have leaked it by now. They've been investigating, or you know, the FBI has since July. There's just nothing to that story. That's the squirrel they're hoping you will chase. But the real thing that if you dive in a little more and think about is what is so damaging to the country is if you can't trust the national security agencies that keep us safe, if you think they can be used to protect, and it's legitimate to protect the um, incumbent president, the incumbent political party, if they can be used, and it's really using against your enemies. This is a little what we saw um, with President Obama when the IRS during his second term, or I guess first and second term, uh, worked very hard to undermine the um, Tea parties and political enemies wouldn't give them a 501c3 or c4 certification. Essentially, essentially tried to block their political enemies. But you know, I said something earlier about this is uh, you know kind of similar to Watergate. And Watergate, as I'm sure everybody knows, you know, there was a um, um, you know at time that was the biggest scandal going. 
Watergate was just about, you know, some guys shouldn't have done it, broke into a building trying to spy on the other party. Okay, bad thing. And then it was the scandal became covering up afterwards. But we are what we're seeing right now in House Republican Chairman, Republican House um, Intelligence Committee Chairman Nunes is trying to say is he got contacted by people who had reason to know who had seen documents that were actual printouts, transcripts of conversation that had occurred. They apparently had been part of previous presidential daily briefings that they, that he, Nunes, got contact and said, you have to come see this because it was obvious when we went to see it was that there was a, there was a great deal of surveillance occurring of Donald Trump, even before he won the nomination, unrelated to Russia, and it was Trump and, and, so, and his team, his people, names revealed, un, or the term is unmasked. This was just a, a apparently massive effort. And this is, you know, it, it's bigger than just a political issue. And can we make President Obama look bad? Can we do someone so happy replaced? I think the, um, the deeper feel of this is that we, we have lost a, a, an important element of a free society if you, do, you can't trust the security forces. Yeah. I think I completely agree with you, Debbie. This isn't so much, yes, there is a, there's hacking attempts going on right now. Yes, there is, there is allegations that are being spread. But at the very heart of what Russia wants to do is wants to cause us to not trust the institutions and not be able to trust one another, to literally see the downbreaking of our own democracy. And that's what's so detrimental to this because implicit within the American experiment is trusting the institutions, the courts, the the security agencies, in order that we might be a functioning democracy that inevitably allows us to be able to function freely. And I love what Winston Churchill says. He says that when there's no enemy within, the enemies outside cannot hurt you. What Russia is trying to do right now is trying to turn us on one another because he kn- because they know they can never outpower us from the outside, so they want to try to sow seeds of doubt on the inside to cause us to uh, disintegrate. But do you think that Russia ever meant to play a part in this, or do you think they just kind of happened upon this and they're like, great, an internal civil war. This is better than anything we could have ever planned on our own. <laughs> well, you know what? I think they, I you know, I think that digging in, getting Podesta's emails, putting him out there, making Hillary look bad, they love that, mm-hmm. and they, they did it intentionally. I think this is just what's occurring now, though, to your point, Allie Beth, what's occurring now is they they said, wow, we have created civil war internally in America. And, you know, this really, again, this is like the, the, there's one issue that the Democrats are trying to raise, the Russians were trying to spy, the Democrats, you know, uh, got hurt by it or they think they did. But, you know, the, the other issue unrelated to whether Russia ever did anything is whether or not President Obama's national security people thought it was okay and went ahead and were recording conversations by Trump and his team. That stuff, that that is the stuff of the breakdown of trust in your own country. The Russians couldn't have seen that coming. Yeah, they're, I am. I am. They're mocking us now. So even on the April Fool's, I don't know if you saw the USA Today article. Oh, no, no. Yeah, the USA Today article, it talks about how one of the Russian agencies has like a one of their voicemail messages that they left is press one to be able to leave a message, two to go to the operator, three for Russian interference in your elections. <laughs> I mean, they're mocking us right now. So they are winning this battle right now, inevitably, because we keep on fighting among ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm going to mention a few of the players here. And just just to put to bed one more time, this issue related to the Russians and Trump. You know, there was um, people uh, like Mike Morrell, former acting CIA director. He would have been the CIA director of Hillary had won. He has said there's no evidence of Trump associates cooperating with the Russians. John Brennan, Obama's CIA director. You know, he um, 
has also, um, you know, very, very questionable um, character in terms of his uh, to whom he is loyal. But um, he's also said no evidence of this. There's also James Clapper, James Clapper, former director of national intelligence, said on Meet the Press on March 5th. So, you know, in the last month said there's no evidence of a conspiracy between Trump and the Russians. So in in a world governed by reality, the Democrats would drop this and we would all be focusing on this new and and seemingly extremely serious allegation that we have a national security apparatus willing to spy on behalf of you know, and you know Fred Fleiss is saying well maybe they don't know why they were doing it but you had the highest levels of those agencies a willingness to spy a willingness to spy on your neighbors not you know spy on fellow Americans not because of any crime but because and, and the other thing we didn't get into with Fred Fleiss I'm sorry we couldn't keep on longer he just wasn't feeling well tonight but you know we didn't get off into so how do we figure out who the leaks who made the leaks you know, how are we ever going to find out who gave Michael Flynn's name away and, and the content of that. How are we ever going to find out who it was that um, contacted um, Chairman Nunes? I mean, they're just these are the questions that everyone should be asking. Who contacted Nunes? He's not going to tell and he's smart not to tell. But I mean, there's a there, there's just a, a sense of a uh, chaotic environment in Washington. And it springs mainly from this notion that Democrats are never going to agree that Trump gets to actually carry out his agenda. That he gets to be president. And I think it's so unbelievable to them still, for whatever reason, that he ran on a platform that was actually attractive to the American people, and (laughs) they didn't. I think it's something that they just can't get over. So they grabbed onto this Russia story, and they said, okay, this is how we're going to find our vengeance. This is how we're going to justify this catastrophic administration. We're going to justify this is how he won. It's not really because Americans wanted him as the president, and we're going to take him down because of this. But what I have to say also about the whole Russian story for both sides, both sides should be be more wedded to the truth than they are to any person or political party. So we should want to ask the very questions that Debbie was just asking because we should want to know the truth, no matter who comes out on the other side of it as guilty or innocent, whether you voted for President Obama or whether you voted for Donald Trump. I mean, I guess you could vote for both, but you know what I mean. <laughs> you should you you Maybe should want to, you should want to know the truth. Um, no matter which side of the aisle that you're on, because that's going to be what's better for our democracy. That's what's going to be better for the American people and for our future. I couldn't agree more. We've got to get to the truth of the matter, because those that don't learn from the past repeat the same mistakes from the past. And we've got to look, figure out what it is Russia's continuing to do or the extent that they're doing it in order that we can protect against it in the future. Okay, but I want to talk about how bad the Democrats are. You guys are too nice over there. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I seriously want to talk about the Democrats. I'll just tell you something interesting. One of the, Some of the players involved in this I haven't mentioned yet. But I, there was, um, you know, there is was a story that came out on November 17th. So this is after the election, but before Trump is sworn in, November 17th, NSA Director Admiral Mike Rogers, who recently testified in Congress, Mike Rogers had a meeting at the Trump administration, There's at the Trump um, Tower. Mm-hmm. And it was this um, suspicion, not proven, but suspicion that when he went to speak with President-elect Trump in the Trump Tower, he may have been the one to let Trump know, you know, they're actually spying on you. Because that was, so the very next day, so that happened November 17th, the next day, November 18th, the Trump transition team announced they were moving all transition activity to the Trump National Golf Club in Bedminster, New Jersey, and there is where they interviewed and discussed the most present, excuse me, sensitive positions to fill: defense, state, CIA. 
So this Mike Rogers guy is, you know, and he's actually the one that some people think may have been the one who um, also got a hold of Nunes and said, you have got to understand what the Democrats are doing. Uh, is, and actually, Mike Rogers was also, uh, prior to that, he was one where, um, and he, he, he did not have permission of his own superior to go talk to Trump. He did it on his own, which made people think, wonder why he's doing that. What would inspire him to do that? So, you know, that that's really, and an, an this Mike Rogers thing is actually, um, person is one people think a lot. We may ultimately get the truth of all this out of him because he apparently would have been aware of what kind of spying was going on and didn't like it and didn't think it was the right thing. So anyway, Trump moved out of there. And then, um, you know, the, I guess the kind of points I hope people keep on thinking about are things like, you know, there's this suspicion of um, who did the unmasking, who would have I mean, because it's a short list of people with the power and ability to do that. You know, who would have wanted it badly enough, hated Trump enough, wanted to push up? Who would have done that and and have the capacity to do it? So who did this unmasking is supposedly someone and Fox News has been reporting someone at a very high level. But uh, had it be someone high enough in the intelligence world um, and not in the FBI. So there's a lot of suspicion it was probably this James Clapper character um, and we don't know this is this is speculation, not fact. But, you know, that that's one really, really big and important question. Um, and then um, the, the thing that chairman, you know, I, I was I told you I read too much today, but I was reading about how they keep our security information safe. And one way is we have very limited protocols of who can see what and and how and Within Congress, there's only eight people ever permitted to see all of this top secret stuff. So it's a small world. They try to protect it. So we've got to get away at solving this problem and still honoring our security um, protocols that protect us from having everyone aware of our national security secrets. So actually, we're up against a break. I think when we come back, we're going to do our Right View Roundtable. I want to come back to this stuff after that. So don't go away. We'll be back right after this break. Baby, baby. 